Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm basically the straw that stirs the drink, and that's pretty much okay. So I'm calling myself a tool because I'm the tool that stirs. You're gonna you're gonna hear random slapping. Contrary to popular belief, that is not Rob trying to spank everyone. I saw you miss a lot too. I did. I did. You see something of a good size, and it kind of flashes by. You have that split second to draw, anchor, aim, and release. When we saw that gargantuan alligator gar. And then Patrick comes up and tags them. What was the coolest thing for me is that watching the entire team, really, everyone stepped in, everyone worked together. Just to make a long story short, everybody, <laughs> the stingray, when I got it up out of the water, I went to yank on it a little bit. The line snapped, and it hit me right in the face. And we just ate a bunch of stuff off the grill. We got to poop, man. Deal with it. How y'all doing, baby? This is Hound Dog down on the bay in South Louisiana. We're balling crabs and crawfish, and we're listening to Living Country in the City. Episode 25. Hey! <laughs> I see what them producers go through. <laughs> Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. All right. Let me talk about this bug spray. Man. How amazing it is. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, we should we should probably start this, though, so, you know. All right. Uh, hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 25 of Living Country in the City. Living Country in the City is, as always, brought to you by Bowhunter Brotherhood. Check out the latest blog entries and videos at the Bowhunter Brotherhood website and get 10% off all purchases in the Bowhunter Brotherhood store by visiting our partners page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash partners. Now, today we're coming at y'all straight from Lafitte, Louisiana. We are not in the city at the moment, uh, but I'm hanging out here with the boys from Bowhunter Brotherhood. We have been doing some fishing. We've been doing some bow fishing. Um, We've just been having a great time down here. We are at the, uh, out on a houseboat, out on the patio. We got uh, 
all kinds of bayou noises going on out here. If we're being completely honest, I may have had a bourbon uh, before starting this podcast. So uh, we're just all here having a good time. We're kicked back. We've had a good day. And uh, welcome to the show, guys. Hey, Yo. what's going on? Glad to be here. We have the whole team. Uh, now, why don't you all just go around in a circle and introduce yourselves? Is this an AA meeting? Um, <laughs> it, it might need to be. Uh, might need to be if we keep going. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. So uh, I'm Patrick Alvarez, owner and founder of Bowhunter Brotherhood, and uh, I'm from New York. And uh, what else? I'm a former uh, professional soccer player. We know. We that's know it. who you are. If if they if y'all listen to episode two, go check out. Uh, my chat with Pat, uh, that rhymed and I really didn't want it to. Um, nice. Go check out my podcast with Pat. And uh, Sorry, guys. We're moving around a little bit. We're trying to get listen. settled in. We're all good to go. We're right here on the deck you know, the of the boathouse. We're actually on the balcony deck. It's beautiful out here, and we're just enjoying the weather of getting bit by 10-inch uh, mosquitoes. These things are actually the size of condors. Um we don't we don't have those in California, that's for sure. At least not uh, down in Los Angeles. Yeah. So uh, let's get to Locke. Introduce yourself, man. Yourself. The man behind the scenes. I'm Locke. Locke I like Dan. long walks in the park. Hi, <laughs> Locke. I'm basically the straw that stirs the drink, and that's pretty much. Ooh, I, I like I, that. I'm really not sure what that means, but I I very much like. I don't care what it means, but I like the. It means I regardless. didn't make the drink. But, he, but, but he's I'm enhancing the, the flavor. Oh, I, I, I like okay. that green pound. I like I'm, that lock, Daddy. I'm liking that one. You know, the All sugar right. just settles at the bottom. It just wouldn't be the same if yeah. you didn't stir the drink. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm calling myself a tool because I'm the tool that starts. <laughs> and we got we got Rob over here talking about a little sugar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's a tool, and I'm I'm assuming I'm the tool shed. Whoa. This yeah. is getting. That's a powerful assumption. This is getting real risque over yeah. here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I I believe, you know, I always say, you, you know, it's like NASCAR racing. You're nothing without your pit crew, right? It's the truth. It's true. I'm okay with that. It's true. That, um, one, that one could go by. That one's allowed. <laughs> Not the tool all right. shed. No. All right, Rob. <laughs> uh, tell, tell these fine people who you are. Who am I? Uh, <laughs> is it, is it <laughs> he doesn't know either. <laughs> Where this podcast is taking a turn. This may take a half an hour. He might find himself in this nice. podcast simple business manager you know somebody's got to deal with all the logistics and all the dirty work behind the scenes you know just like Locke does you know somebody's got to be there to video edit do all that stuff stay you know get home from their day job and sit there for the next five six hours doing all the things people <laughs> don't want to do yeah, and with living country in the city that's that's me I get to do the things I want to do I get to do all the things I don't want to do <laughs> that's nice <laughs> so, I, get, nice I, I don't know is it nice to get to do all the things you don't want to do is that nice <sighs> i don't think that's nice no. i don't know i don't know you're gonna you're gonna hear random slapping that is uh those are mosquitoes dying fighting it is dying. it is contrary to popular belief that is not rob trying to spank everyone that <laughs> yeah, is where's uh, that spray by the here way? this would be good yeah you'll also like, hear random moments of bug spraying because you know it's it's really nice out right now but well, yeah, what, the, what's happening here is, are... is Rob is showing off his his thighs, his, his, thighs, his thunder thighs, where he didn't where he the, didn't get the spray. You see, you see the veins? Stop rubbing it in like baby You're very good. I'm looking that closely. Man, this is this is what happens when you put a bunch of dudes on a houseboat together. It gets it gets interesting, but 
Steve, why don't you introduce yourself to these people and, <laughs> and we can actually start talking about something they want to listen to. <laughs> sure. Um, my name is Steven Tatum. I'm actually out That was of- official. That oh, was really it's always well, at least we have one professional one here. It's always, it's <laughs> always. Uh, yeah, they hired me for uh, they hired me for PR. My name, yeah, public relations, Steve, and that's who we got up here. So based out of Hi, my Atlanta, name's Steve, I do PR. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. Where are you from? I'm based out of Atlanta, Georgia. So we got we got folks from everywhere here. We're uh, I guess we're missing the Midwest at the moment. We got to we got to drag some folks out, but we got California, we got New York, we got Louisiana, we got Georgia. And that's what the Brotherhood's about, baby. All bow hunters oh, yeah. from across the country. You know, um, I got a call uh, got a call from Rob and Pat uh, not too long ago, and, uh, you know, I, was, I, was, I was answered the phone, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what the guys want. And, uh, and, and Rob starts, he kind of... I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Rob jumps into, I want to call it a sales pitch almost. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, it was just random call in the middle of the day. Didn't know what was going on. And, and, uh, and, and he's like selling me on something. I can't figure out what's going on. But Rob is like, he is like, he is like in business mode and he has the sales pitch ready to go. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm like, I'm in the lobby of my, of my office, you know, uh, I'm just I can't figure it out and then uh and well so why don't why don't you tell him tell him the big news um it, I was sitting back you know and when you know you get to thinking and things that just make sense you know like prime example you know the company's based out of northern New York you're all the way out in LA we couldn't be more further apart inside this country possible but yet you know when people are good people and they, they have the great, right intentions. They they magnetize to each other, and you know we it's, through social media you know, we have or, a magnetic connection. Yeah, I've, it's I've always realized that it's, it's energy. You know, <laughs> like birds of a feather flock together, right? So you know, I we you know all magnetize to each other, just like why we're all here. God brought us together, and you know it just made sense that you know what you're about, what you stand for is the exact same thing that we do and it would only make sense and it would be beneficial for us as friends, as business, everything that it becomes one. You know, it, it all makes sense, you know, it, with any type of thing that you love to do, there's ambition and there's dedication behind it and that's the biggest thing, you know, we have people all the time that always reach out to us about wanting to be part of the Bow Hunter Brotherhood but, you know, you really got a question, do they want to be part of something for the right reasons? You know, when when you love something, it's unconditional. And when it's unconditional, you'll go to all extents to make it happen. And, you know, that's what we're about. That's what you're about. And it's why I sat back and said, wow, let me talk to Patrick and get the okay with this. And Patrick goes... That's a no-brainer. I, why do I even have to answer that? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just sitting there looking at him. I'm like, why are you trying to sales pitch me now on bringing Sam in? I'm like, you just wasted a good five minutes of your breath. And I'm just sitting there looking at him, like waiting for him to finish. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that was that. So, And it was funny. You know, we're, we're sitting there talking on the phone. And, I, and it's like I, I figured out before you even made the pitch, I'm like, is he going to offer me a position right now? <laughs> Um, and, and I was, and I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you didn't, you didn't even finish your sales pitch. You didn't even tell me what you're going to do. I had already decided. I'm like, 
Yeah, you I, didn't, I didn't want to steal your thunder, though. Like, you were, you were like, building. You were building and building yeah. and building. And, uh, um, I and had I my just, Martin I, Luther King speech, motivational speech, ready to go. You <laughs> let me finish, which I was happy about. Yeah, I did. Uh, and, you know, that was my entire lunch break. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, sorry, you didn't get to eat. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting in, getting into shape for the for the backcountry, so I could probably probably miss a meal at the time. But yeah, no. So uh, so we were trying. We were talking about okay, you know, how do we how do we introduce it to the team, and you know, how do we make the announcement? And we're like, you know, we want to we want to at least do something fun while we're doing this. And uh, I just had a mos- oh my gosh, mosquitoes taste foul, and that was a really large one that just flew into my mouth. Uh, <laughs> no too, too easy. Too easy. Yeah, too easy. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I'm not gonna even slam dunk that alley yeah, I mean, let's at, let's at least try and keep it PG-13. I know. I know yeah. we're not we're not staying G for this. I'm gonna. I've Maybe, already had to. Yeah. We got. We got to keep our sponsors happy. Um, but but yeah. So uh, I know y'all had this uh, this trip out. Uh, we're down, like I said, in southern uh, Louisiana. We're doing a little bit of bow fishing uh, and. Said, well, why don't you come along? You can make the big introduction while we're out uh, doing something none of us have done before. Little adventure feels like feels like a shame that n- none of us had uh, had ever done any bow fishing. So uh, I, of course, snapped the chance to uh, hop out of LA and uh, get on out here. And yeah, how fortunate is it that this is all our first time, basically doing this, and we're, all of it's being captured on film. <laughs> no, that's a beautiful thing. Well, there, there was, there was fortunate moments. I don't moments know that it was, there was beautiful, but it was exciting. <laughs> it was exciting, but it, it was very I mean, beautiful. When, when the camera was on me, it was definitely beautiful. But, uh, Especially when the sun hit your eyes. Oh gosh, you know it's amazing. You sure know how to talk to a boy. <laughs> and Steve pointed out his rainbow that he found. <laughs> Oh, I did. Gosh. I did find a rainbow. Yeah. You definitely right, did right, find right, a faded right. rainbow. That was actually pretty funny. Uh. So, uh, so last night, you know, we headed out to where did where did we head out to, uh, Pat? <laughs> Point Sulphur. Yeah, Port Sulphur. Port Sulphur. Port, you know, Port Sulphur. Well, I don't on know the what spot, kind of language the they speak he's, down here in the south. I can't understand anybody. They barely you know even got teeth. And you know what? who took a, who took us out on the boat at Port Sulphur? Um, don't you dare interrupt me, Lock Daddy. Uh-huh. It is Captain Jason Ward. Yeah, not, not Grant Ward, Jason not, Ward. I said Dr. Grant Woods, man, from <laughs> growingbeard.tv. That's his Grant idol, Wood. by the way. Is, is that a character nah, he's, from something? He's, he's Dr. Grant Woods in the, in the whitetail man industry and the oh, outdoor yeah, industry. Yeah, okay, okay. Guys, phenom- very informative. Obviously, one of the most educated guys in the outdoors. So if you're talking about, like, he's, he's not my idol I'm for say in the outdoors, I'm just going to touch base on him. If you're really trying to learn the science about the outdoors, he's the guy to go to. Like he is going to teach you. Like he taught me how to take down a tree without a chainsaw. You get these chemicals, and he'll tell you the chemicals on this on the episode. I'm not going to try to say which ones they were because I don't recall what they are. You put it on a machete. You chop into the tree on a downward angle where the chemicals from the machete go into the tree, and the tree falls down naturally in over time and it hmm. and he's using this to create cover and bedding areas for the deer and it's better that it happens that way one you're not sitting there chainsawing and working really hard to do it all you're doing is going chop walk away chop to the next tree chop and that's all you're doing and i was like wow that it, really and then he showed 
later on the trees and, and the area that he created. So that's the type of information you're getting from that guy. So that's where Dr. Grant Woods came from, by the way. Uh, the, Everybody goes to him. All uh, everybody. Yeah, they all email him. All, even even the top guys, Midwest Whitetails, all those guys. They all email him for questions about aging deer. Like he taught me the correct way to age deer. It's not by the antlers, it's by the body. And all those details. Like the guy's a biologist, and he's a deer doctor. He knows a lot, a lot of the science that goes into it. So very educated. I mean, and as as we all know, it's always. All about the body, right, guys? No. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna get some hate mail for that. It was a joke. Balance. Um, You're as shallow as the water we were fishing in yesterday, boy. Oh, oh man. Speaking of fishing, but yeah, check out uh, check out the Bowhunter Brotherhood video on a uh, about our trip. Uh, it only took it only <laughs> took Pat like 12 takes to uh, yeah, to get buddy. that intro to the video. Is it only 12? Y- yeah, Some, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. They did. They it did. Was they one did one many. take. You know what, you guys, you guys, talking it too loud. So you know what, you guys are worrying about the sunlight. This thing. You should have seen how many it took when we were doing when he we were doing the spy point camera giveaway. <laughs> how many that took? Oh man, you know we didn't even do that giveaway. We, no. I mean, we never got around to picking the person out of the yeah, hat. We, I had it all set up, and we never. Oh, so you guys aren't huh. supposed to admit this stuff. On no, the- I admit it, man. I'm real. We just did a pot. We just did a giveaway. But that's me being real. It just reminded me. So we got to do that. When we get back, we're giving that trail camera away. Wow, I just realized so that. So if you if y'all are hearing <laughs> this and you entered uh, entered that giveaway, start getting excited because maybe sometime by the end of the year, <laughs> you uh, next Monday you'll find out <laughs> one way or the other. But uh, yeah, you- no, we went out. Uh, we went out on the boat. None of us had. Uh, None of us had bowfished before, and so we got behind uh, the Tribe Triton bows. Um, How cool are those things? Those are really cool. You know, I had I haven't I haven't shot a, a recurve or a trad bow since I was a kid. I mean, growing up, I I grew up with like a little youth bow. It's just a a little recurve. I'd go down to the local park and I'd I'd scavenge behind the behind the bales for arrows and whatever sorry state or length they were at and. <laughs> And just start flinging them at the hay bales, but uh, yeah, I've, I probably haven't shot one since then, and uh, I was a little, I was a little worried. And admittedly, it took a took a while to get into the groove, but uh, yeah, we went out. Um, what time? About what time did we get out? We got out there. It was after we eight. left at, at at sunset, so eight fifteen, between eight fifteen and eight thirty. So that's, I mean, that's another. Like I said, I I know nothing about bow fishing, so. You go out after dark. You got this big, kind of flatbed airboat. Airboat. It's an airboat. And that's that's the coolest. <laughs> there thing. is I mean, an official name for. I don't think they have that out LA, in California. So. Well, yeah. you know what? In case you guys didn't know, he is from LA. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, not everyone. You know what? Not everyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> that There's is a lot of my his LA new nickname. Listening to this podcast. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And so, Hollywood. Not everyone knows. What so we're talking is. about the big, if you've ever seen or, or watched on TV, the big amphibious flat-bottom boat with the big fan on the back. If you all like me and you binge-watch a lot of swamp people, you see yeah. a lot of those. <laughs> big fan on the back that propels the boat. It's flat on the bottom, so it scoots across the swamp at the marsh. Bro, watch and, you can, and you can get through some really shallow water with bow fishing. You need that, you need that shallow water because it's all based on sight. It's not... Not like fishing with a rod and reel where you're luring the fish in. You're waiting until these suckers swim by and you're trying to hammer them with a uh, with an arrow 
and it's it's a lot more challenging than expected. You know, we went out there and uh, well, I think it's fair that we preface and and disclaim that we are here two days after a tropical storm. So our trip's been planned for quite a while, and tropical storm Cindy, as you may have seen on the Weather Channel, came through earlier in the week. So we have extremely high water, we have muddy water, and conditions were not in our favor, but such goes the outdoor lifestyle. You plan your hunts, and Mother Nature takes care of the rest. Well, you know, it teaches you to roll with the punches, and... You know, we uh we didn't do so bad for ourselves. No, we did good. Everybody got nobody got skunked except no. Rob. It's true. He's a sharp shooter. <laughs> can we talk about the fact that being behind the camera most of the time I did not get as many shots. Can can I get a little I uh, I, I get a will little, give I you know. I will give you credit for spending a good portion behind the camera. Exactly. I saw you miss a lot too. Though. I did. <laughs> I did see him miss a lot. Well, I saw you reeling a lot. You know, to, his, like, to his credit, the boat's moving, the fish is moving, <laughs> well, high, high murky water. But we all dealt with. I was just trying to help. We, him out. we will always keep it one hundred percent real. I can't shoot for the life of me. Everybody <laughs> else in this group is very quality shooters. Very quality shooters. Well, that you know, you're, being very, you're being very generous to me. I appreciate. Well, that. I mean, you know. I, I think it, it, it goes to uh, to speak to the point that bow fishing is it's an, a learned skill. Yeah. Because everyone in this group, as Rob referred to, you know, are active in archery. We shoot, we hunt, we can use equipment, we can pick up new bows and figure them out and shoot well with them. Bow fishing is something that is completely different, 100% different. And even guys that are, you know, very uh accomplished and and also uh you know shoot their bows a lot are going to struggle with a moving boat uh and and shooting into dark water and and every, everything about and it. fish just, that see your bow right when you go to full draw and they're like oh well, i'm out of here you know well, it's, it's one it's of the different. one of the interesting things about it is half of the time you're just shooting at a shadow like you're you know especially with these with these bigger fish you are um you're, you're you're not seeing the whole fish. Yeah, it's and like if you if the do, water's stirred up at all. And and if you do get that target where you see the whole fish, what we learned was it's typically right under the boat, very close to the lights, and which makes it an even harder shot because you have no angle. You're shooting kind of straight down. Sorry guys, I'm distracting that because <laughs> my wire doesn't reach entirely back, and I want to recline. And so, if y'all don't know, I'm super cheap and uh, haven't bought uh, XLR cable extensions for for my headsets, and so we're all we're all kind of tied to this recorder pretty pretty closely right now. And it's uh it's up we're, close and personal. With we're gonna have a, a little kumbaya when this is over with. <laughs> Buy our citronella candle. <laughs> oh, it's going to be for, a beautiful thing. For the condor-sized mosquitoes. This this candle does nothing. Well, I'll nothing. Will, I will, hey, I this will would be a good uh, moment for Thermocell. If we had one, we'd be yeah. love. We would love to give them a shout-out if we had one. Well, so we just Thermocell's listening. <laughs> <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, I would say definitely, like, I don't know, when I was, when I was shooting, there's a lot of times you get really excited when you see the fish, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, there they are, there they are, and you, you really lose your fundamentals on your, your execution of your shot. But you know what? I was like, the, the slower I took and I went through back into my process and I just, you know, really uh, followed through on my shot and worried about my form, I started smoking them. I mean, it, it was getting it was getting really intense a couple of times. You know, I pulled away from the guys, but Locke was smoking a couple. You, Sam, you did too. And Steve, he hit a couple too. So it was a good time. You know, and <laughs> I mean, when that big gar came in, though, I mean, I seen Locke. I was pulling up my arrow from a shop before, and I seen Locke just get extremely excited. He, he looked like Cupid out of, the, out of the sky. He just flung his arrow right over his back. I'm like, oh, my goodness, now this fish is gone. And if you guys seen our pictures on on Instagram and Facebook, it's just it was 45 pounds, right around 50, I give or take. But I'd rather lowball it than, than overdo it. And it was five feet tall. You know, it was a big fish. And on top of that, it looked like a dinosaur. And then we happened to run into it, like, I would say, like, what, 40 seconds later? And it was huge. I'm like, oh, I got this bad boy. I took my time, and I just drilled him just like if it was an IBO shoot or a competition shoot. And I free, I moneyed that shot. And it was, all games began from there, and it was, well, it was so a rodeo. Here's the here's the thing about bow fishing that I thought was interesting, and I think – if you have never done bow fishing and you're a bow hunter, you want to go out and take an animal, but you're new at it, whatever, and you have trouble with something like target panic or, you know, buck fever, whatever you want to call it, um, this is a good way to work that out. You Because you'll be going and you're going to have to react quick and stuff like that, but when that fish pops out, it teaches you to, to remember those fundamentals in a, in a high-pressure, high-intensity situation. Because those things are darting around, you got to decide to make a quick shot. And if you're not, if you're not getting into that form and remembering those fundamentals, you know. Yeah, what would you say? We probably have a good like second and a half, two seconds, maybe, if that. If yeah. that. I mean, and and shot. you're honestly, you know, you could sit there. I mean, we're not talking <laughs> the heaviest poundage bows or anything. Yeah. So you could sit there at full draw for a while, and but, you know, you're doing this for six hours straight. You don't yeah. want to be sitting at full draw every time waiting for a fish to pop out so you can just release. So you're talking something something good. The boat's moving. You see something of a good size, and it kind of flashes by. You have that split second to draw, anchor, aim, and release. And it's it's definitely a definitely learned skill. And I, it, was, it was interesting watching all of us. You know, we all definitely improved significantly. And by the, by then, you know, after... Uh, after Pat got that that gar and we we got that thing in, I think I think we all got a, a bit of a yeah. Favor. I just we sat, all got... I just grabbed the camera and I sat down after that. There's no one up in that. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, I'm done here. My job is done. I'm hitting the showers. I'm out of here, boys. But I'll say this is that although you know we've been fishing for about two and a half hours, seeing medium sized, regular sized fish, when we saw that gargantuan alligator gar, and then Patrick comes up and tags them. 
What was the coolest thing for me is that watching the entire team, really, everyone stepped in, everyone worked together, mm-hmm. everything from the first shot to getting the second shot in to getting them in the boat. Yeah. I mean, it was a good team effort, and it actually spoke true to a lot of the, just honestly, a lot of the qualities that uh, that you guys all possess. It was, pretty, it was a pretty neat moment. You know, a big shout-out to the guys at uh, Bow Fishing Unlimited. You know, they they did a great job. They took us to some some good spots and it was a tough situation like i said like we said muddy and deep water you know it was just after the storm right. and they uh they really hooked us up um you could tell they worked job. they worked hard to make sure that we had as good of an experience as we could have considering it wasn't optimal conditions and we probably weren't going to have one of those trips where you know you go out and 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 the fish are just all over you and you you're taking limits and things like that. That that probably wasn't going to happen, and they knew it, but they still worked really hard to make sure that we got to uh, to shoot and and get the full experience. So yeah, that's for sure. I mean, they're very accommodating. You know, they have a great facilities there. I think they said uh, they have over five five uh, lodges. You know, we happen to only see two, but I would I will say I seen the two, and they're they're state of the art facilities. Great boats, very cool guys to be around. You know, they make you feel really comfortable at home and just have a good time, and that's what we're there for. And on, on top of all that, you know, like Locke said, they were working hard to, to make it a great experience for us, and they did, you know, and and it was a great time across the board, and, you know, they, it was just a, a great situation and a great experience that we all got to share. So thank There's you. something that I noticed that I thought about while we were – because I've lived down here in south Louisiana since 2002. 2002 and um so i'm right here by bow fishing but i've never i've still never done it come down here and fish a lot but never bow fish so one thing that i that that, that kind of uh came to mind as we did is as as bow hunters we've all experienced if you if you haven't yet you're going to experience missing an animal and you work so hard to set up your stands to uh to prepare and practice and you work hard to get to the point where you release the arrow and inevitably if you hunt long enough you're going to miss and probably you're going to miss early on in your career and the difference in the big game hunting that most of us are are used to with bow hunting and bow fishing is you get to shoot a lot (laughs) i mean it 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 it's it's cool in that regard because i mean a lot of times you may only get one or two shots in an archery season you put in months of work and the one opportunity comes and, you know, you do something wrong and you miss the animal and it's over. Yeah, and that's you know? heartbreaking. You know, you put all that hard work in just and, for two shots. And for bow fishing, bow fishing is, uh, it's cool in that regard. If you ever consider doing it and you want to come down here and, and check it out, it, it's fun in that regard because you get a lot of opportunity, uh, a lot of uh, chances to redeem your mistakes and, and do better. And so I thought that was cool. That was something that... Uh, yeah, no, that's – on top of all that, you know, like, we got there and, you know, we weren't expecting – we didn't know what it was going to be overall. And, you know, it was just – let me get in this picture we're taking here real quick. Well, apparently we're taking a selfie. Lean in, lock. Where's – Get in there, like, there you go. Oh, wait, there. Oh, Steve's the one that's I'm, I'm backwards. There you go. All nice. right. We're taking well, there's a there's our selfie. Little selfie. This is going on Instagram. You guys will see this long before you hear the podcast. And bow hunting uh, – Boat fishing unlimited, you know, it was just like guys that's getting the boat, you know, and they were helping us out and everything. They're showing us the ropes and everything. It was just well put together, well organized, and 
which is very, and on top of that, it's very affordable and it's a good experience. I would suggest it to anybody. So I just want to give them a shout out. Thank you for the great experience. Definitely coming back next year. So, you know, we got our fish. I know it's something we all want to do again. And it's just, it's, it's like a group thing. I like, like so much stuff down here in the South. It's like, it's, uh, it's like a group event. Like you're all out there. You're all, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not this solo. Event. I couldn't imagine. I don't think it'd be it's nearly social. as fun if it it's was, social. if it was yeah. just, yeah. Like one, yeah. if you were just the, the one dude on the boat and the, the person driving, like, that's a good point. You, you get to actually in, like conversate, talk about everything relate with people, get to know people, see different cultures. I thought that was really cool that we're sitting on the boat, we're listening to music, we're dancing, you know, we're, we're giving each other high fives, you know, it was awesome. It really was. When Locke, told, when Locke gave me this idea, he's like, ah, you know, might be a good idea to do some bow fishing for BHB content and have a good time and everything. I'm like, I watch bow fishing on TV and online and stuff, I'm like... Eh, it doesn't really look that exciting and I'm like you know and this is going back way before Locke even suggested it like four years ago three years ago I'm like yeah you know we're shooting fish with a bow in the water cool I got here I was like a kid in a candy shop I was I was so pumped when I picked up that bow I was going crazy I, I loved it I was it's like also an hour the, left and right the fashion how we did it like having a good group of guys the boat having an amazing sound system on it. Oh, like yeah. we felt like we were like in a nightclub at the same time on the <laughs> yeah. thing. That all that like that all that together. And me and Steve were talking about it today when we were on the boat. Oh, I thought there was. I thought there was going to be more. <laughs> I, 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 I thought we were about to hear about y'all's discussion. <laughs> the, 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 the tenor of your voice stayed even, and it, 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 didn't, it didn't go down like at the end of the hour. Exactly. That was very. Was I supposed to fade out? Oh, Awkward silence. You know, we talked funny. about that before in our conversation earlier. It was a good talk, and you just like we all we were all looking separate ways, and we picked our head up like. We missed something. We all just picked it. He's looking at us like you go down oh, at the end of a sentence okay, when you're done okay, talking. So let me yeah. let me finish your eyes. Okay, even he said it. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to be the one, the only one talking because I can go on forever. We know that. You know? <laughs> but no, we he, like even he said it. He, you know, we, he said, you know, hey, you know, I said, you know, well, let know? me take the chance of coming and you know meeting up with you guys and see, you know see what it's all about. See if it's something that I I really want to pursue in because you know. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, the, the factor of doing this and what we're doing is a major commitment. You know, when you when you go down the route of what we're doing, you know, and prime example, Locke, you know, going through hours and hours of footage, you know, going out on 12 hour sits to just get that much more content. You want to make sure that. If you're going to invest that much energy and that much time and dedication into something, you got to be happy while you're doing it. So, you know, he said that coming here and meeting all of us and, you know, say exactly what you said. No, man, you're, you're right. You're right. It was you kind of have one or two things was going to happen. I was going to this is my first trip and meeting, you know, being able to hunt with you all. and Yeah, I want to hear this. So your perspective on things yeah. and such, that, that's going to be a really cool insight. Yeah. So. One of two things was going to happen. I was either going to come down here and go, ah, you know, you know, these guys are just kind of doing it for show, or it's it's kind of just for the internet, or maybe their hearts aren't in it, or maybe I just don't click with them. And what really happened, the other thing that could have happened was I was going to fall in love with it, buy in, 
you know, get really connected with these guys and feel a good synergy going on. And, and totally drink the Kool-Aid. And drink, your, and drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Don't drink your, relax yourself. No, you're not drinking. So that lock stirred first. Yeah, I stirred the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was definitely the spoon and the Kool-Aid. But, but honestly, it was, for me, I hunt because I have a passion about it. I've always had a passion about it. And coming down here and meeting you all and seeing how much you guys had the exact same passion, I was totally bought in and said, okay, you know, I definitely want to be a part of this, not just for one trip. I want to be a part of this thing for continuously, forever. Respect, man. That's and this is and this is the first time I met Steven personally, and coming from being the person that started all this, that's just you know, that's just awesome to hear. You know, that's that's exactly what I want to hear and what I wanted to do with this company. You know, a lot of people think it's just like business and this and that. You know, I I wanted to start something I love and do something I love every day with people that I love and. You know, it's really coming together, and I'm just blessed to have these people sitting next to me and sharing it with me. So, like, that that for me is all what I wanted, and I, anything I ever did, I just wanted to share that memory with somebody. What's a memory if you can't share it with anybody, you know? So, this is what we're doing, and I, that is just awesome here. I just, that's awesome. That meant a lot to me. And the most astonishing part of all of it is we're all so completely different. You know, we come from all different areas of the country, you know, compared to a lot of other companies are just, you know, out of their local archery shop or an archery shop tries to start something up and, you know, it usually fails because it's not organic. You know, what, what we're doing is we're not trying to be anything else other than what we are. And, you know, you come from one way of life, you know, we come from another, Locke comes from another, you know, Steve comes from another, you know, in, in this country, what's so beautiful about this country is we there's so many different cultures within the country. And we all hunt. That's the cool thing. Yeah. Like people think that hunting is just for one person. No. We, our foundation of our family are still, our ancestors got us here by hunting. So no matter what, it doesn't, just hunting, people in New York think that hunting is just rednecks and hillbillies. No. Everybody in this world hunts. We have a lot of followers from New Zealand, a lot of followers from Europe. You know, they don't realize that hunting is does not matter what race or culture or color you are or anything. We're all hunters and we all love the same thing. I don't care what your culture is or what your religion is. It's just a way of life and hunting itself is a culture. Not that we also don't love the redneck hillbillies because... Well, uh, you. <laughs> I'm just, I just look like one. Yeah, no, that's the truth. I have a lot of friends you know, that are no different than any... Other or that's the biggest thing that I got I like when you sit back and you evaluate some okay you know you for example you're in the middle of LA for a man to really not be a follower because you know they say what one one out of every 20 people is an actual leader you know you're walking through Hollywood not dressing not acting not doing any of the same mannerisms, anything like anybody else from L.A. And you're being you. You know, like, think about that for a second. Like, a lot of people really don't analyze stuff like that. You know, that you're walking around repping hunting and repping bow hunting in L.A., which can be a very superficial area. You know what? I was – it, and it, it's really funny because I was uh, I was taking a lift ride somewhere uh, just the other day. It was just before coming out um, – and I was sitting there riding, you know, and I had my bow and her brother had hat on. I had my camo backpack. I was headed somewhere. And uh, I, I can't remember exactly how it came up, but it, it ends up with my Lyft driver asking me, like, oh, are you a hunter? And I'm like, oh, yeah. 
not a very good one, but yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and he uh, and I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, great, it's gonna be one of those conversations, and I'm gonna have to sit and 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 I just didn't want to deal with the explaining he, yourself, explaining it. And I, I was tired, and you know, I'm like, I'm about to get out of the car, and so I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to half explain it if I'm going to do it. And, um, and, but it turned out to be a fantastic conversation. I'm sitting down with this guy and, uh, he's like, you know, I just got into shooting guns last year and I've, I've never gone hunting before, but he's like, you know, I just, I want to do it. Like, I want to know where my food comes from. And I feel like, you know, I should be able to provide what I eat and, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm, I'm like slack jawed because I was expecting the complete other reaction, like, "Oh, how could you do that, you horrible person?" And and the, and and I'm glad that uh, you know I, I I gave him the info for the podcast and gave him my email address and told him, and told him to shoot me a message and you know we'd go grab coffee and we could talk hunting and um, if you know if I wasn't being me if I wasn't walking around with you know the BHB hat and all my hunting lifestyle kind of stuff that conversation would have never come up you know it would have been a typical lift ride where you sit and wow it's getting hotter isn't it yes and the crazy the crazy part is you know like people don't realize the small things in life but you were part of changing someone's life you know? Here's hoping he hasn't he hasn't emailed me yet, but we'll see. Well, you know, even if it's one. You well, know? you had the opportunity to 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 present a positive a positive um, interaction with someone who's obviously searching out information and wanting to know more about hunting in the outdoors. So, you know, there's a lot about that nowadays. A lot of people talking about the promotion of the sport and the growth of the sport, and so. An opportunity to promote it in a, in a good light and have a good conversation that's productive and friendly and all of those things. I mean, that's that's good in and of itself. And it, you can't, you, it's something we can lose so quickly and easily. I mean, it only takes one generation to to lose so many of our, I mean, shoot, it doesn't even take a generation these days. I mean. I feel like, uh. It's really grabbing traction. The outdoors, big time. I feel like competition archery is really taking a, a good route too, and it's becoming a, a lifestyle brand in, in itself. And you know, Pat's driving me nuts right now because he refuses to put the dang microphone on his head. Because I want to sit back in a chair, you know. I don't want to curl it more so it's near your chin. You know, you can you can scoot the chair closer. He's driving me. He's driving me absolutely nuts. Does, um, does there you go. Is that nice? <laughs> now that looks now perfect. Now he looks no. like freaking. Yeah, it looks like something. Now I <laughs> now I can definitely speak into this microphone. Oh dear lord! I look um, like Britney Spears in like 1998. No, you don't look anything like Britney Spears. No, I was gonna <laughs> say Locke, 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 and Rob look more like Britney Spears when she, uh, when she shaved her head. Shaved her head. <laughs> um, in wild country. Rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. But yeah, anyway, so we're getting, we're getting all, we're getting all philosophical here. Yeah. Enough, enough of that nonsense. 
Let's tell the people about our day fishing nonsense today. Nonsense is just always involved. And, <laughs> yeah. and speaking of nonsense, is us chasing a drone in a boat. Is, <laughs> turn the boat around, Captain. We got to uh, chase it. My so, drone is in the air. So we're getting footage today. You know, we're, we're out fishing, and, you know, we want to grab, grab some footage. And, and we're not boys, catching many fish. Yeah. It was, uh, once again, Stingrays. just after a storm. There, the water was the water was super churned up and muddy. We just weren't getting a lot uh, of clear water uh, for these redfish. Um, so you know we're like, I might as well make the best of it. Get some get some cool shots of the boat. We did get some. What do we got? We got some flatheads. We got. Uh, we caught. We caught cat. a goo, a flathead catfish, a croaker, a couple of stingrays. And a couple of little saltwater catfish that are as bad as mosquitoes. And, and I caught myself to the face. And and Rob, oh, we Rob yeah, make sure you keep an eye out for Rob's. Uh, oh my goodness, Rob's that was video. Funny. Oh, that's well, gonna be great. Yeah, just to make a long story short, everybody. <laughs> he didn't want a cup of coffee. He wanted to wake up When quicker. I got it up out of the water, I went to yank on it a little bit. The line snapped and it hit me right in the face. First of all, don't be yanking when you don't know the you know <laughs> the details on the rod, how much tension is, how much the the weight is. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. I learned the hard way. Come on. He, he, so anyway, slapped himself in the face with a pole. We're trying to get drone footage, <laughs> and we got Pat's drone. You know, we're trying to do the best for you here at Bowhunter Brotherhood. Bring you the. The cool overhead shots, the cool drone shots. We're the we're cool the, uh, we're lawnmower the, driving by yeah, shots. A, uh, just as an uh, FYI, uh, when you get there, our neighbor Hound Dog's coming back to visit <laughs> on his lawnmower that he rides around on. <laughs> and Hound Dog is is pretty legit. He's the one y'all heard on the, boy, Hound Dog. introducing the episode. Hey, yippee, yippee! Howdy, what are you doing? <laughs> he has no idea we're up here. Yeah, he has no clue. He's probably gonna jump but, in. But uh. Us. He yeah. just cruises around on his tractor. Yeah. Hound dog's about as real as it comes. He's cruising around on his. He's uh, looking his for us. So we're upstairs, uh, and he's he's downstairs looking for us. Is he? A, he is he actually? He's rolling in. Yeah, he's rolling in on his tractor. <laughs> he's coming up. Is Hound Dog going to come join us for the podcast? Should yeah. I go get Hound Dog? Like he's the man. He in- introduced it. All right, folks, we're gonna we're gonna keep talking while uh about uh, some of this drone footage while while rob runs down and sees if hound dog yeah is so gonna... lock is filming take it over so, yeah. so i'm 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 flying the drone we're doing some footage where basically we're done fishing for the afternoon and we're going to we're gonna we're gonna position the drone in a couple of different places and do some drive-bys on the boat and follow the boat with the drone you know like i said we're trying to get you some you know some really cool footage at bhb so that's what we're doing so we get into an area where apparently the uh, the drone is powered by the phone and its reception cellular reception they're tied together in, in some way and uh pat's phone that's hooked to the controller loses service yeah we're in the middle loses, of the water somewhere in the middle in of the bay yeah. uh and if you ever come down here we were actually in the middle of lake salvador is where we were and the, the the drone starts flying off because it doesn't know where we're at and it's trying to find us and it won't let me control it with the remote control. It was like a lost dog. Yeah, it, it was, was just like, started wandering. It was just te- and so we're following it in the boat, thinking and the battery's running down. It's like I mean it's some intense in the ER type stuff. And so we're the drone is way up there. I mean it's a hundred <laughs> meters or so up and there. And so this is this is also this is Pat's drone. <laughs> 
This is and I am flying it. And I'm laughing. And Pat's laughing. <laughs> and I'm flying it. Locke so. is like red-faced and sweating. I've so never seen anyone so stressed that. You well, thought you lost someone's I'm baby. flying someone else's mm-hmm. drone, and it is it is, it is is not responding to anything I do on the remote control <laughs> other than to tell me that it's running out of battery and about to crash. 9%, 8%. And so we're following it in the boat, and it won't come down, and it's like, you know, like I said, it's, you know, I don't know, 100 plus feet above our head and so we're following it and and this goes on forever and i'm like man the the drone's going down in the middle of the marsh out here somewhere but fortunately enough we followed it long enough that we came back into cell reception with his phone and uh, we dying took, moments we took and... control of the drone and we landed it safely so so i didn't realize you had gotten control of the drone again and i see it coming down i think oh crap you know this thing's coming down hopefully you know we can get the boat underneath it but, you know, we got the big, long-handled net, and so I, like an idiot, I come running out like, hey, guys, I got the drone. And, you know, He's going to catch wait. the drone in a fishing net. Hey, you know what? But better hey, than it going in the water. Hey, just like the big fish, all hands on deck, we all worked together, <laughs> and we landed the drone <laughs> safely on the front deck of the boat. But there was, there was a lot of stress and a lot of laughing at Locke's stress. Wait, hey, look, <laughs> but anticlimactic in that we didn't get to see the drone go swimming. It, it actually all ended well, which is good. But uh, before that happened, I mean, we did get some really cool shots. Yeah. So we got some really cool video with it you'll see in the upcoming episode uh, when we when we put all this together. So it all worked out well, and it was without a doubt our most exciting uh, adventure of the day. I, yeah, I was going to say that's definitely the most exciting part of the day. You know, we went out, and it was, uh, it was interesting just uh, watching the frustration in Mike's face. Uh, Chris. Chris. Yeah, a big shout-out to our buddy Chris Abear. Chris and I Sorry, have been Chris. friends for a very long time. And uh, it's Chris, Chris's, Chris's fishing charters, and it's Chris with a K, K-R-I-S. And uh, so, you know, Chris and I have been friends for a long time. He He's a, you know, 100% guide. He guides all the time. That's what he does for a living. He's got this houseboat set up here in Lafitte, Louisiana. And uh, he can accommodate you and put you up, and you, you fish right here off the dock. I mean, you jump in the boat, and he takes you out. So we did the bow fishing yesterday uh, evening, as we talked about, and we didn't get back till four in the morning. So <laughs> we slept in and decided to make an afternoon fishing trip today because, you know, so we could get caught up with our, our rest and whatnot. But uh, that didn't turn out to be the best decision because apparently the fish didn't bite this evening. They, uh, I guess maybe they bit this morning. We don't know. We were asleep. But uh, <laughs> uh, so we did that. And look, Chris he worked hard he was just frustrated he was I, honestly i don't think we were really frustrated we were having a good time yeah but uh he tried hard we're gonna go back in the morning and see if we can't uh get on him because i've i you, know, you can appreciate a lot. it you yeah. can appreciate a guy that wants you to catch something that much i mean he probably took us he, to, he took it worse than us he was more upset than we were he was you know he oh, was, we ran all over the place he ran we ran that boat all over the place you know just trying to find fish just trying to pick up a fish here and there and you know, it's all good. I've, I've fished with Chris for a long time, and I've made a lot of trips with him. And I can honestly say that uh, this is the only one where uh, we didn't catch not just some fish, but a lot of fish. So uh, if you're looking to do a, a South Louisiana red fish, black drum, speckled trout, look up Chris Abear, Chris's Fishing Charters. Uh, he is top-notch, well, as good think, as it gets. And I think it's a good thing to mention how nice the quarters are that you are oh, staying yeah. in. Oh, man, this place is Yeah, when, when we say houseboat, this isn't... <laughs> yeah. No, this is a luxury. Yeah. 
It's a luxury camp that's just floating on water. Everything. <laughs> the kitchen yeah. itself you know, this, this is something I would put in my own home. Right. This right. place is at least four or five times the size of my dang apartment. And you mean uh, your closet? That you eventually gosh. you only come out on, on think, the weekends? I oh stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Um I think uh honestly probably the room we're staying in is about the size of my apartment. Maybe the room in the living room, but really? uh, yeah, no, it's uh it's an awesome place. Like Steven <laughs> dare you. I will take credit when I take credit. I did not take what credit. What is that cloud one. of black air coming I'm trying to get out of the mosquitoes, man. I'm not sure I'm not sure that actually made it on the podcast. Just be glad y'all ain't we're a bunch of dudes hanging out on a houseboat. You just be happy. And be we happy that a bunch of stuff off the grill. Yeah. We gotta poot, man. Deal with it. Yeah. Be happy that Locks Mike is near one of his holes, not the other. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna apologize for this podcast, folks. Where I I told them I told them I had absolutely zero plan. I just want to do a podcast with them, and uh, this is definitely a podcast. Or um, <laughs> because I am uploading it to pod. the uh, uploading it to where the podcast is distributed, and I think that's about where the similarity is. That about ends. all that uh, and all that is required to call an official yeah. podcast. But back on topic, this place is beautiful. I got here. I'm like. You know, you you come you come to Southern Louisiana. Like I'm from New York. You know, you see very nice areas here and there and stuff like that. I mean, there's bad and good anywhere you go. But you come down here and we're driving through five feet of water in the truck, and you don't even see the road. We're like, where do we turn to get to this place? There's, there's all water covering in the roads. You don't even know where to turn. The only way you know how to turn is you see the street sign. And uh, that, that I was kind of surprised was still standing and washed away. Yeah, it was definitely an eye opener. I, I, there's so much to see in this country; it's crazy. Well, it's 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 a trip. You're uh, you know you're rolling down the road. You know you're kind of going through you know, a couple of feet of water, and and you're just looking over, and you're like, okay, there's the house there, and you know everything below it's completely flooded. You know everything right here on the canal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I got I got in trouble for calling it a river. <laughs> um, they're gonna eat you up, boy. Yeah, if you call it a river down here, they're gonna eat you up. <laughs> I'm just giving you a warning. That that is uh, Pat's uh, a river. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, the How definition are... of a river is not a canal. <laughs> I don't know any other way to put it. I'm okay with that. I cannot see how it was built. I do not know where the heck I am. It's like calling a bathtub a pond. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like to think of it as a pond. But anyway, you're driving, you're driving, kind of along the canal, and you're looking at someone's house, and you, you all of a sudden realize you're like, I can't tell where the canal begins, and and yeah, just the the land or seeing ends. garages yeah. that are twenty feet up in the air because when the water gets up that high, that's where they park their. Equipment. And in all fairness, it's not like that every day. We again, we're here two days after a tropical storm, so the. Uh, the storm surge, we're very close to the Gulf of Mexico, so the nice. storm surge pushed a lot of water up. Yeah, yeah I think I think we fed uh, pretty much fed Rob to the wolves at this point. Yeah, he's uh, with uh, he's, our man. Him and Hound him Dog. and Hound Dog are down there solving all the world's problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, good old Hound Dog. They are next in office. You think he'll give Rob a ride on the tractor? <laughs> oh my! If he does, you better run and get a oh, camera. Yeah. Fast. <laughs> no, the camera's right over there to the left, so we got a camera nearby. Whether or not that happens. According to this podcast, that happened. <laughs> yeah. Hey yeah. guys, look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, man. that would be a sight to see. You know, and I gotta say, I, I met one of the sweetest dogs ever down here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's obsessed with this dude. I dog. love this guy's dog. I mean, 
Listen, that dog would be my dog if it did not have a collar or a name tag or went back to a house or a destination. If we're being completely honest, that dog would be his dog if he wasn't afraid of getting killed by the owner. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's that's true, too. (laughs) That dog is awesome. Daisy. Shout out to Daisy, my homegirl. Shout out to Daisy, yo. (laughs) Always be my girl, Daisy. (laughs) Love you. Wherever you are across the canal. No, we're honestly, we're having a fantastic time down here. I love I loved hanging out with these guys. Um, you know, one of the funny things when y'all showed up, uh, you know, I flew in. I was uh, I flew in about an hour beforehand, and I didn't know uh, I didn't know exactly where we were going. So I ran into uh, Starbucks and to get some work done, and and these guys showed up, and it was weird. I was kind of expecting it to be more of like this grand thing, but it was funny. It was just like. Seeing some guys I've known forever, and it was like, yeah. hey, good to see you again. You know, it was like first time meeting them. Uh, so you know, you know your family when uh, when they show up and yeah, you know, and try like, to steal your book bag. Yeah, <laughs> I turn around and I see my uh, I see my backpack with all my stuff float like start floating away, and I was like, and I, I remember thinking to myself like, I don't want to pick a fight right now. Some, <laughs> some Starbucks crazy. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's it's Starbucks. You always have the one slightly off kilter, really smelly guy. Um, <laughs> one that opened and closed the door either, for us. Yeah, oh, that's either yelling at people or just take always taking the most comfortable chair in the Starbucks. <laughs> that would be you. Uh, oh well, yeah, that was me when I was I was telling him uh, when I was out in uh, Utah for that Black Ovis event. You know, we did the hike with uh, the Gritty Bowman and and the Crispy guys and and everyone and. I, uh, you know, I came down off the mountain. I was just, I was just, uh, camping out in Wasatch and, uh, had them drop me off at Starbucks after the hike just so I could get some coffee and kind of chill for a little bit and some air conditioning. And I'm sitting around and like, everybody's kind of giving me the side eye and I, you know, I wasn't, I I was kind of distracted. So I wasn't really trying to figure out why, but then all of a sudden, I reach up and I feel my face, and it's just grit, covered in grit. And I kind of catch a whiff of myself, and I'm like, "I'm little gamey." I gamey would be a very kind way to describe it. I'm like, "I'm the crazy guy that I usually try and avoid in Starbucks." <laughs> you know, I had my big pack, so I looked like I was living out of it, and I was probably I was sitting there looking at. It. I mean, I had a laptop with me, so I, apparently I couldn't have been that hard up, but. Uh, I was, I was probably sitting there mumbling to myself because I was getting frustrated with trying to find a good uh, camp spot for that night. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Not that we, not that we really did. We have a topic. Well, I'll tell you the topic that I that came to my mind when you were mentioning how well we walked up on you for the first time. <laughs> Steve finds me in the airport. I'm waiting for Rob to get out of the bathroom. Just got off the flight. <laughs> you know, I got investigated on my equipment and stuff like that. They thought my drone was something else. I don't know. But, uh, I know Pat kind of looks like a terrorist. Yeah, you know, yeah, a little un- undercover terrorist, you know? Undercover terrorist. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, but go ahead. Um, so, well, see, here's the thing. I'm an undercover terrorist. I could be, let's bring this back a second. I could be a terrorist, but trying to portray as a civilian, but being an undercover terrorist. Get what I'm saying? No, I'm trying to be a civilian. No, I have no idea what you're saying. So anyway, uh, Stephen found you in the yeah. airport. <laughs> yeah, let me. I failed on that one. Um, and he, in the corner of my eye, uh, in my peripheral, I'm like, that looks like a BHB shirt. 
I'm like, what? Fans coming up to me or something? I'm like, does this person know me? <laughs> fans. Uh, am, am I fixing to check something yeah. off my list? Yeah. And, Dang it. And like, groupies are finding me. Yeah. Do I have my Sharpie I meant to carry? Yeah. And he's, and he's coming. He's in close. He's like eight yards away at this point, And I'm like, oh, I got to shape up and like, you know, be ready to like, you know, talk to who knows who, you know? I'm like, I don't know who this person is. And uh, Steve comes up and it was the most awkward handshake I've ever seen or ever <laughs> done in my life. We, we missed Fish. We botched. Dude, yeah, we it botched was awful. Bad. It was a bad handshake. I was like, and I gave him a hug. I was like, bro, that was the worst handshake I ever done in my life. But it was the recovery and yes. the in the in the uh, honestly, it was just the honesty of how bad it sucked yeah. that I knew we were gonna get along. Just <laughs> yeah, fine. I was like, that was a bad handshake. He goes, yeah, that was. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. that's the story. It's a pretty good story, Pat. Um, handshake story. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, it's better than Rob's, where you just kind of stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rob was telling me this story the other day. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Got him! That was great. Well executed. Oh, man. Guys, well, you should have seen that. We are we are pushing time here. Um, Alright, let's go around. Pat, any final thoughts? Any sage advice for... Uh, for the new hunter, the city hunter, for the uh, the guy that's intimidated on getting into hunting. Don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. Anything you do in this world or anything you want to do in this world, go out and do it. Find a way and uh, enjoy it and do things that you want to do and enjoy what you want to enjoy in life. And if archery and bow hunting is one of them, more power to you. Do not Do not hold back at all. That's it. All right, Locke, what about you? Any... Any wise words for for the new to the outdoors? Um. Hmm. Well, not really. <laughs> well, you know, Robin told me this thing the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a feeling. Let's continue. Oh uh, no, I mean, I you know, it's mostly what Pat said. I I, I think that. One thing that that I always try to uh, say to people or encourage people with, and I worked in a in a bow shop and an outfitters, you know, privately owned outfitter, outdoor gear store with a with an archery shop. And the one thing that always kind of drove me crazy, and I try to always impress upon people that are getting into archery specifically, is you can't half-ass it. I mean, you can't because it's not fair. And from a hunting perspective, it's not fair to the game you're hunting. So if you're going to do it. You know, get into it and do it right. You know, don't just throw some equipment together and get out there and start slinging arrows that are, uh, you know, can can do a lot of damage without actually killing. And, and to me, that's one of the things that, that I, I think and I wish people would impress upon up-and-coming uh, guys into archery is don't make it just a means to go kill something else. Actually get into it and become something that uh you know that you have a passion for so that you're driven to do it the right way and to do it the best of your ability don't just make it an an, an extra hunt every year because if that's the case you're not being fair to the game you're hunting and uh you're going to end up going out there and wounding animals and that kind of thing and as far as just archery goes you know it's if you're a guy who's you know the golf's not your thing recreational sports isn't your thing and you you want something that'll get you active get you out there you can meet new people and get involved in new things archery is just like your softball league or or golf or or a, a, a local gym 
you know, that you Except would join. significantly a, more badass. Yeah, well, and, 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 I, mean, I think and, that's a good point that Locke said, though. I just want to touch up on that. Don't don't use it just for more vacation time to hunt or more excuse to because they have a longer season for bow hunting. You know, that that's a big thing. You know, and I think uh, yeah, I, that should I, be emphasized. It's it's I, I seen I seen it a lot in my time working with the consumer outdoorsman who's uh, you know obviously a lot of those people are are hunters just like us and. They're coming in to fill their needs and to get their gear and all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of guys that come in there that are looking to get into it for a lot of different reasons. And I, as, as an outdoorsman, someone who's been hunting since I was old enough for my dad to, to wrap me up in some clothes and take me out in the woods, uh, you know, it's archery is not something that you can, that you can just kind of dip your toe into. Uh, when it comes to actually hunting and pursuing game, you you know it's something you've got to know your equipment. You have to practice. You have to make sure that it's performing correctly before you go and sling an arrow with a with a razor sharp broadhead on the end of it at a living creature. Because as outdoorsmen, we're not just killers. We're conservationists. We care about the game that we're hunting. We want to see them thrive, and we want to see population growth. And we don't want to encourage anything that's negative to the animals that we're hunting because we're passionate about them. We want to see them thrive in our country and, and to be plentiful game. So that, you know, that's as far as the hunting goes. And then, like I said, archery, if something you ever thought about, you know, it is a great hobby to get you active and get you involved with, with different things, something to do. You know, it's, it challenge yourself. It's I, I compare it a lot to golf in that regard. It's you're, you, When you go shoot, I mean, there are competitions where you're competing against other people, but on a day-to-day basis as an archer and someone who's into archery, you're competing against yourself. You're trying to shoot better today than you did yesterday. So uh, it's it's a cool thing for that, and it's it's a good way to be active. And if, if you're sitting here kind of, looking at this listening in and saying okay well that's great and all and you guys have had long careers or you you're all connected and where do i start <laughs> listen it starts with asking questions it starts with going to your local archery shop going to your local cabellers or bass pro just asking questions we'd be more than happy to take any questions you may have go to our website go to our any of our social media sites Throw a question at us through messaging, and we'd be more than happy to point you in the right direction, answer any questions to make that introduction for archery and anything else a lot more just very seamless and and fun. Um, One of the things is that somebody at some point in our lives stepped up and introduced us to this, which is they shared their passion with archery, and that's what was so contagious that got us into it. You know, starting with questions, starting with those things, you know, it's very easy for us to say, hey, jump into this if you're interested, if it sounds cool, just get get into it. Ask questions. Start local. Start easy. There's no wrong question. That's that's a pretty good. That's Heck a, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I think we hit the. I think we figured you know, out who think, the, smartest, think, the smartest one in the group is. Yeah. I think I think to the guy, to the, to the person, the average person who's new to uh, getting into archery and you walk into a pro shop and you feel intimidated one thing to keep in mind, and this is coming from someone who sold equipment and worked in a pro shop, shame on the guys. That, I mean, there look, there, there's there's bad apples in every crate, but um, shame on the guys who do make you feel inferior or intimidated. But in general, when you walk in a pro shop and you walk in an archery shop and there's a bunch of guys standing around and they obviously know what they're doing, they've been shooting for a long time, whatever, don't be intimidated because the guys in that shop, mm-hmm. they make their living by selling you things. They want you to get involved and buy product. They're there to help you. You got to break the ice, and uh, and and just you know understand that 
they're the, the the doors of the business are unlocked and open because they want you to come in and get involved so you know take it from that aspect and understand they're there to help you yeah. and uh it look if you run across someone who doesn't make you feel comfortable and, and doesn't want to answer your questions go find another pro shop yep yep I think that's a good point. I mean, you know, this is kind of like that part where Rob would love to tell a story, and I think it started a little bit like this. <laughs> uh, that would have been better if you didn't laugh before he finished the punchline. Yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Not you, him. He started laughing at your punchline before you ever got to it. <laughs> and that's where we could have cut it. Uh, yeah. yeah, like there was this one guy that walked in the archery shop one time. Exactly <laughs> like you hear the crickets. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, it's all I can do not to, not to oh, laugh man. right now. But you know, I I really think it comes down to uh, just what I, a lot of what I learned from this whole weekend, and it applies is try something new. Even if you've been doing, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. Doesn't matter. There goes hound dog boys. Hey, hound dog on his way out. If you can hear that tractor going, um, you know. Everything you do, whether it's hunting, fishing, anything in the outdoors, it will make you a better outdoorsman or woman. Uh, you will, you know, bow fishing, coming out and doing this bow fishing. Not only, I mean, Full throttle, I, baby. I may have, I may have done it before. I may have decided to to come out and do this, but honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected it to be. Have, give this guy a speeding ticket. <laughs> He is just hauling. I honestly wouldn't have expected it to be as fun as it was or it to even be something that I would come back and just say, um, hey, you know, I want to do this every year. I want to do this a lot. Like, I would, after doing this, I would pick up a bow fishing rig. I would go, uh, I would go do this. But, you know, it improves your skills as a hunter. I feel like everything you do that's connected to the outdoors will improve your skills yeah, whether you realize that or not if if nothing else it it teaches you how to deal with failure you know that's that's one of the, that's one of the things like you watch when we first started doing it you know you take a shot you take a shot on a fish and you're like oh crap i missed and you take a while to reel it in and you'd sit and talk for a minute and you by the end we're like we're just hauling through those. We just, we just launch uh, Just them. shoot. Just shoot. You shoot, and Let you get that thing in. in so fast, you're over that last shot like nothing. And, I mean, it may seem like a silly comparison, but I feel like it relates to that. It teaches you concepts of, like, you know what? Yeah. You you miss a shot. You get over it and move on. There's well, going to really be another really animal. Works. There's going to be, you know, there's always going to be another chance, another yeah. year, another season, whatever whatever it is. And, you know, it's all, as long as you're out there, you're having a good time. Right. Um, I mean, what I really learned was it's it just all about the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, what you guys can't see is uh, Rob has joined us again. Rob, there's <laughs> <laughs> really an inside joke going on. I saw it. He, I saw it. He was trying to do it, mate. <laughs> trying to do it, mate. Uh, all right, Rob. Any uh, any final closing words, sage advice, words of wisdom for uh, new hunters, anyone that uh, might be intimidated getting into hunting or trying something new with the Guys, outdoors. go fill your drinks. This might take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Let me crack open another one. Sam, would you do me the honors with your ring? Well, comfortability <laughs> is 
Get in, the, comf- get in the mic. Wait, wait. Comfortability. 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 Or com- comfortable. Uh, or comfortability. Comfortability. <laughs> comfortability. Comf- being comfortable <laughs> is the worst thing to ever be. You're, if you're, com- you know, doing things that you normally do right now and not taking risks and trying new things is the worst thing that you can ever do. Try everything at least once, and you never know. You might end up loving it, and you fall in love with it. Okay. I'm so sorry. These two are giggling like schoolgirls over that here. That just sounded really bad if you really think about it. Comfortable is not a good thing. It's not. If, it if you find fine. yourself comfortable, get uncomfortable now. Yeah. If you don't like it, spot, are, you sitting on, are you sitting on the couch listening to this podcast? Are you comfortable? Get up! <laughs> get up and do something. Yes. But you know what? I get. I do get what you're saying. Yes. I, you know, if it wasn't for the two giggly schoolgirls over here, I do understand what you're saying. You know what? Don't let your walk out of your comfort zone. Don't let yourself. Right. Don't let yourself fall into a rut of being unwilling to say this is what I do. This is who I am. Get out. Try something new. You know, it's you'll find a new hobby you love. You will improve. Every new thing you try improves you as a person in some way. Exactly. Uh, you know, it teaches it teaches you things. It teaches you concepts that you'll never know now. when you'll I get you'll what use. you're saying. Okay. But I got anyways, what you're saying. You, you it was just how to, he said you it. You have to be yeah. thinking which like, is common, steps but, ahead to no, understand right. certain things. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like I said, you know, you, when you, you listen to a lot of people, if you just keep your mouth shut and you listen, a lot of people, all they do is just complain. They're complaining all the time because, they're you know, they say that they're happy, but all they're doing is complaining. But, you know, if you go out there and try new things, like something like hunting, next thing you know, you find something that you purely love. You you then become a happy person, you know, and you, you take risks with doing that like Steve did and like other members that have joined our company recently. You know, you, you take a risk and you, you come out and do things like this. You find people that are on your level, people that you, you know, connect with and you become part of something great and that's what's most important you you never want to end up being 67 years old sitting there regretting regretting is the worst fear so if going you out there and trying it nothing to say that you can't start at 67 either well yeah maybe but, <laughs> you know but like you know you think don't, about it you don't, don't live with regret right exactly do something about and it if you go out there and you try to hunt just even try it you, you know you never know and next thing you know the simple things in life become the most extraordinary things in your life then with hunting and you might know. Well, folks, I'm going to apologize for this podcast. And I'm going to have to tell you one more thing. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thanks for, uh, thanks for sitting and listening to our ramblings. Uh, we're having a good time out here. You know, y'all need to join us next time. There's going to be a lot more of this nonsense, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime... Go check hey, out. you know what? Like earlier today, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I got you earlier, I did earlier. I earlier today, I almost earlier almost today. The Rob and I were talking about when we were going to do the podcast and all that, and we we were having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Got you. Thank you, folks. <laughs> Good night and Godspeed. Time. Stay country, y'all. All right, y'all, that'll do it for episode 25 of Living Country in the City. Definitely a bit of a departure from the standard fare y'all are used to with this podcast, but uh, 
we had a lot of fun that night down in Louisiana, and honestly, the whole weekend, as a matter of fact. Uh, make sure y'all are giving Bo and her brotherhood a follow. You can find all of those links as well as links to everything we talked about on our show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 25. Now, I'm recently back from Total Archery Challenge in Snowbird. Spent an incredible weekend out there in Utah, and honestly, I'm not sure I've had a better time in my life. I really can't even begin to say how much I learned or honestly how many arrows I completely lost or shattered. It was an amazing event, and I highly recommend visiting a Total Archery Challenge if you haven't already. You can check out the short recap video I put together on my YouTube or Vimeo pages, or just head on over to livingcountryinthecity.com slash snowbird17. But in the meantime, keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. That all that like that all that together. And me and Steve were talking about it today when we were on the boat. Oh, I thought there was I thought there was gonna be more to <laughs> <I did. laughs>